Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Christy Whitman, and she is the author of The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. Manifesting Your Desires has never been easier with New York Times bestselling author Christy Whitman's newest book, The Desire Factor, which offers the tools for you to find happiness, abundance, and success. However, the true gift is not acquiring our desires. It is the people we become in the process of allowing our desires to move, move through us. The skills, the strengths, and the character traits we develop in the process of manifesting our desires stay with us always. The Desire Factor uh, unfolds the precise steps for bringing about manifestation of any desire. Take author Christy Whitman's advice and learn to lean into prosperity and abundance. For more information, you can visit the website, thedesirefactor.com. It's very easy. Okay, with that, I'd like to welcome Christy to the show. Good day, Christy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure, and um, I'm really looking forward to this chat. Uh, I don't think desire, in the 11 years I've done a show, I don't think desire has ever been a topic, which is, which is to say something. That's, that's surprising, <laughs> because you, I know you've done a lot of shows. Yeah, and desires are important, because they, nothing happens without a desire. And we, as our human nature, we have desires, whether it's to have a meal and fill our bellies, or to you know, live life to the fullest, or to be healthy, or to create things such as a business, or a family, or a trip, or you know, a home to live in. Absolutely. So, Tell us a little bit about um, your journey and kind of what sparked your interest in in the particular topic of desire. Well, for me, desire really is the birthplace. I mean, none of us would be here if the universe didn't have a desire to create, you know, earth and to create humans and, and all of that. But my journey began um, 25 years ago. I was really learning about my own awakened spiritual journey. And I really felt like I had checked the list, you know, had a checklist of all the things that I thought were going to make me happy. I graduated from college. I got a great paying job. I was making money. I had my health in my body. I was engaged to be married. And I wasn't happy. And so for me, it was something that really shook me because I thought, is this all there is? And so this question led me onto a journey where I literally found out about now the universal laws that are in the desire factor, and it led me on a journey of really connecting with a deeper part of me and learning how to meditate. And when I started to apply this information that I was learning about energy and about universal laws, 
I literally started to change. I started to change my mindset. I started to change how I saw the world. I started to have satisfaction in my life and started creating very different things. And about five years into the experience, I uh, had my first book, Perfect Pictures, download through me, literally like channeled through me. And I got that book published. I started speaking on it. And then um, people started asking me to coach them. And so I've been coaching now for 20 years. This is my seventh book. And I've had the pleasure of you know, coaching hundreds of thousands of people to understand what desires are. And this book literally is a culmination of all those years. Plus now I channel the Council of Light and it's their higher information that is beyond anything that's been written before. And it really is a, a manual, if you will, for human beings to learn how to master our energy, what desires do for us, how important it is to acknowledge and follow those desires because it's really not about the end desires. It's about who we become in the process. So it's been it's been a journey to get here to be able to give this information. Yeah, yeah, that's well, you know I like to just before we get into the the um, essence of the desire of desire in, in the book and in, in the the, the um, seven principles um, that, that that you talk about um, the council of light <laughs> generally the information um, I you know my my particular audience is. Um, very um, aware of, of channeling. I've had people on on the show who have um, uh, received information, you know, via that method. Curious um, with um, Council of Light. You, uh, tell, tell the listeners who that is. So the Council is literally ascended masters. So it's a very high consciousness. And they come through in the form of me channeling where, you know, there's lots of different ways of channeling. My, like I channeled my first mm-hmm. book, right? I channel all my books. They come through me, but I'm consciously aware. When I bring in the council, I invite them in, my consciousness goes out, and they come into their energetic, you know, experience consciousness comes through my body, through my voice box. My Actually, my voice changes. I sound like I have an accent. And they give information, they bring energy, and they also have ways of shifting energy. So they're really here as an extended part of our experience to teach about energy mastery, to help us release blocks. They know and how they teach people how to do that. They help them do that and really um, embrace both the physical and the non-physical. So they're very high ascended masters. Yeah. So, um, one of the okay when, when we're talking about desires, a lot of times um, people when people think about desires, you know, it's usually in the material um, realm or, or or maybe an achievement realm kind of thing. Um, but it's earthly, you know, very you know, uh, kind of this particular experience. Um, so when the Council of Light uh, addresses the idea of desire. Is it strictly in the energetic, um, the, the energy around desire versus the um, object of desire? You know, it's it's both. It's 
it's really understanding okay. that we as human beings want to have the house and the car and the relationships and, you know, the things. We want to have the businesses and the money and the bank and the experiences, and that's a very human experience. But it's also what they're here to teach is that it's about the energy it, it, and that who we become and the energy that flows through us and the fact that we're co-creating all of our desires with a higher part of us, with a more expanded divine part of us. So it's really both. It's not one or the other. And there's no there's no judgment from, you know, non-physical mm-hmm. of what do we what do we want in this human experience as far as what is the, you know, some may, might say, well, that's materialistic to want a house or to want a car. But everything is energy. And all energy creates the forms. So whether it's a plant or a dog or a computer or a, coach purse mm-hmm. or a you know whatever it may be a house mm-hmm. a car it's like mm-hmm. all energy created those forms and all energy is spiritual okay yeah okay that makes sense that makes sense um so now when it comes to desire what how would you best describe desire desire is we are the receivers Right, we're, we're, we don't create the desires. We we receive an idea from the pr- point of view that we have, from who we are, and the divine always knows its audience. It's not going to give you a desire where you're going to go. I don't want that. Why would you give me that? Right. Um, I'll have an example. I'll give you an example. Most people know in this mm-hmm. this you know industry, if you will, and and with this type of um, conversation you're having, Marianne Williamson, right? And right. Marianne. Mm-hmm years ago got a desire she was given a desire to run for president and so she went on that path she was like yes i'd love that right now she didn't become the president of the united states but she followed that desire right and who she became in the process and all the influence that she had in people that normally wouldn't have maybe purchased her books or heard her lectures were, were introduced to her and were shifted in a way that they wouldn't have been had she not run for president. So the divine gave her that desire and she ran with it. Now I will tell you something. I was given that desire from clients. Clients of mine said to me, you should run for president. And I looked at them and said, you're nuts. That is nowhere in my <laughs> realm of anything I ever would want to do ever. <laughs> right? So that, that desire did not come from the yeah exactly that desire did not right. come from the divine because the divine in me would be like right. yeah it's a waste it's it's a, it's a wasted audience right there but on Marianne you know it, she right. took it and ran with it so the divine knows what are you, what's going to excite you or what's going to excite me what's going to light you up or what's going to light me up to give you the desire for a coach first you might go why what, what? so the, the divine's not going to give you that desire. Right, the the desire for you to go on a I don't know snowmobiling adventure, you might go ooh, or you might go no. Why would I want that? The design, the divine in us that's breathing us, that's beating our hearts, that knows us better than we know ourselves intimately, knows what's going to light us up or not based on our choices and our opinions and our preferences and who we are and all that. So when we receive a desire and we go ooh. Right? That's how I describe a desire. It's like a, ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? No. It could be, hey, you want to go out for dinner? Oh, yeah. Right? Or if it's not a desire, mm-hmm. nah, I'm not in the mood. 
right? It, it's we right. either go right. yes, we expand into it, or we go no thanks. Yeah. So, would you say then all desire is um, uh, suggested? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, are there any? Um, I guess I might answer my own question. I would say, is there any internal, you know, uh, individual desire initiated desire? Yeah, it all comes all from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all coming from wanting to be more, from wanting to do more, wanting to experience more, and it's it's that life, it's the energy that pulsates through us that wants more, you know. And you can go to two different extremes on this, right? You can have someone that's constantly more, 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 and they're never happy and satisfied in the now, right? So mm-hmm. you, one could say, oh, that desire, you know, they, they're never happy. Well, desire, true desire doesn't come from lack. If someone is mm-hmm. coming from a place of I need to prove myself or I need to, you know, feel like I belong or I need to be loved, I mean, these are still desires and they're not wrong or bad. Just most people think that in order to get this desire, I have to go buy that automobile or have to buy a purse like Kim Kardashian or, you know, whatever the desire is. And when we're coming from a place of lack, we don't feel good. And we also then focus on the absence of the desire instead of the presence of the desire, instead of the having of it. And that's why the council brought through these seven steps that are literally sequential steps they're, they happen quickly. They're like a domino effect. And it's allowing us to get the pieces of the puzzle for what is a desire, why do we, where does it come from, how do we as a human being entertain that desire, and what will it do for us? And then once we have it, we're like, yes, I'm all in. How do we attain it, right? Like what is it going to do for us? Because when you think about it, it's really a, 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 it's a, it's a duo kind of thing. Like I said, the human being gets to go, ooh, look at the house I get to live in. <laughs> Where the divine mm-hmm. goes, ooh, look who you became in attaining that house. Yeah. Um, when it comes to um, desire then, so I, I mean, I guess the, the – Bottom line is, is whether you get that that ooh factor, ooh, you know, when when something is um, pops up as, as a um, as a possibility to maybe explore. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, um, so now, are are there any? Um, Sometimes our desire, like the example you used of someone, you know, um, coming from need, you know, that they, 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 they desire more and more and more and more, you know, to, you know, uh, address the perceived lack or, or need. Um, so when it comes to, to desire, our, and I noticed you didn't qualify good or bad, <laughs> you know, whether that was. So um, when we have, the the desire um, how would we know whether that we're coming from black or whether we're coming from that um that whether it's coming from lack or from that sense of fulfillment of you know potential fulfillment yeah, because as we think of that desire, we feel expanded by it, we feel good. 
And, you know, what happens with the human being, though, is that we get a desire and we either do one of three things. We either go, ooh, yeah, what do I need to do? You know, what, what do I need to move into? Do I need to go look something up? Do I need to go Google something? Do I, how do I, ooh, let me go research something. Say it's a trip. You're like, ooh, let me go see how long it takes to go to Bora Bora. Or, you know, what, what, what would that be like? Or what's my schedule like? Or, you know, we start moving into this place of like, ah, oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Let me look at pictures of Bora Bora, right? Or we go, okay, yeah, that, that'd be nice. And we don't do anything with it. So the energy just kind of sits there, dissipates, right? There's no, there's no mm-hmm. flow that happens. Or the other person goes, why would I go to Bora Bora? Like, who am I to go to Bora Bora? I don't know how to get to Bora Bora. You know, what's in Bora Bora? We, we negate the desire. We negate it. And so a lot of times it's either like, you know, it could be an idea for a business. And we go, yes, I would love to do that. Oh, my gosh, that would be amazing. And then the other person goes, huh, yeah, but they don't look into anything. They don't do anything with it. They don't feel, they don't even start to create mental pictures of it. They're like, that's, that's nice. Or they go, I don't know how to start a business. How would I do that? You know, oh, other people are doing that, right? So it's like they talk themselves out of it. And the best way to be when you're flowing with your energy is being in that, ooh, let me do something with this. Mm-hmm. Let me take mm-hmm. an action, even the action of just aligning yourself understanding like your thoughts and your emotions and your your feelings and you know the perspectives that you have all are aligned with that desire and that's when it starts to move you that's when energy moves through us and what's energy is life it's divine and that energy creates and so it's very exciting and you know there there are usually three obstacles to creating desires one of them is ourselves we can be a really big obstacle in the way of our desires. We don't believe in ourselves. We don't have enough faith that, you know, that, that we don't know where the desire came from, right? So we think we're making it up or, and we're like, ah, how, how do I know how to do this? I don't know how to do this. So we, we, you know, say, oh, well, I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm not experienced enough. We, we make excuses or we let the excuses determine whether we feel we can do it or not, and then we negate it. And that's one of the biggest obstacles. The other obstacles to desires is other people. You know, So we might be excited about desire, and then we tell someone that we care about and who you know, likes us, and then they want to kind of warn us, well, wait a minute, isn't that risky if you do that? Isn't that going to, you know, isn't that, aren't you too young or aren't you too old or you're not experienced? Mm -hmm. How do you know how to do that, right? So we get those obstacles from other people. And if we let their doubt and their fear, their worry pull us down, it affects our, our own energetic connection. And then the third way that we have obstacles is our, is the how. A lot of times people don't know how. And the mind wants to think up, well, if I don't know how, then, then I'm not going to do it. Well, the desire factor is the how to teach you how to literally get in alignment with your desires because we don't, as the human being that just received a desire, if you haven't created something before, right, if you've never built a house before and the desire was to build a house, you might go, well, I don't know how to do that, right? Well, there's someone that does. And, and how do you flow with it so you find the perfect match person that's the someone who does, and, and literally so that your desires come to fruition. So you're attracting the right people, the right places, situations, circumstances by flowing with the desire. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I like, you know, when you were talking about it, I mean, it, it's basically the, the response is either a yes, a neutral, or a no. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, um, you know, kind of boils down to that. Now, one of the things that, um, let, let's start talking about the seven universal principles um, that make up the desire factor. And now the first is uh, the principle of alignment. You mentioned alignment just a little, little bit ago, but um, into that particular part, um, it seems that our feelings, how we feel, how we feel about, you know, what is what we desire, whether it's in, in alignment, is a, a critical um, factor um, in contributing to that yes. And, and doing the exploration, would would that be accurate? Absolutely, because we, you think about it, we have to align our consciousness. And so what is our consciousness? Our consciousness is the words that we say, the thoughts that we think, the perspectives or the beliefs that we hold, our emotions, whether we process them or not, and then the actions that we take. So aligning all of ourselves with that desire making sure that we're saying words and phrases that are I'm excited, I'm looking forward to, instead of I can't, right? There are some mm -hmm. words that pull us down in lack. There are other words that are more expansive and more creative. So I'm making sure that what we say is in alignment with that desire, what we're thinking is in alignment with that desire, that our perspective is coming from you know, a place of abundance instead of the lack of or the ability to do something or the belief that we can or can't. And then the emotions, you know, if we're feeling worried about it, how do you release the energy of the worry so that you can come back in alignment? And that's what really the desire factor outlines, and that's what the council teaches is energy mastery. Because in our human experience, we're always going to have things that are contrasting. We could have someone that is rude, that says something to us. We can have someone that just isn't th thinking about someone else and they're, you know, what they're doing or not doing is affecting us. We can, you know, mm -hmm. have a loss of someone. I mean, there's a, a huge wide range of human experiences that can get in the way of our desires. And when we know how to process the energy of those emotions, which only takes about 90 seconds to process emotions, we then can choose the energy that we want to feel. So if we want to feel joyful about the desire or excited about the desire, we can choose to feel that because we, we have free will and choice. And one of the things that we um, you know, can do is focus on what we do want instead of what we don't want. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really big thing. There's, you know, there, I think so many times we... Um, don't give ourselves the freedom to be able to um, explore, you know, explore our desires, you know, and, um, um, and recognize that we have a choice when it comes to how we feel about things and, and um, rather than just follow a, a rote script that maybe we, we've lived for years. Right, Exactly. And that's the yeah. thing is that is the, is the script that we've been living for years, is it empowering or disempowering? Is it based in lack or is it based on abundance? And if it's based in lack, it's imprinted, it's conditioned, and that's not the part of the divine. It's, it's not empowering. It's not, the divine never goes to lack. 
the divine in us that's beating our hearts, that's breathing us, that's giving, uh, giving us the desire that wants us to thrive and to feel good and enjoy this life experience never goes to lack. So when we are in lack, yeah. we're separated from that divine. Okay, okay. Um, now, the second principle, um, and you don't mind, I'm going to kind of, I want to just highlight the, the principles because I think the listeners, I want them to know kind of what your book is all about, <laughs> what they can expect Perfect. from it. So, so uh, the second principle is the principle of focus. Um, now, tell us, um, you know, tell us about focus, and then I would I would guess that this would be both the thought, focus and thought indeed. I'm sorry, say that again? That, that when we're talking about focus, we're talking about not only focus about thoughts, but also indeed in what we do. Yeah, all of it, yeah. So, so focus is really the fact that we have our free will and choice. And one of those free will and choice things that we have is where we focus. We could either focus on fear or focus on love. We could feel, focus on worry or focus on faith. We always have that ability to focus our attention. And this is one of the principles that we, when we're noticing that we're focused on what we don't want, we need to ask ourselves, what do I want? And beyond that, so that we're focusing mentally on what we do want, focusing on why we want something. Because when we focus on why we want something, now we're really changing the vibration. Now we're really shifting. We're moving energy. And then once you say, what do I want, why do I want it, how do I want to feel? These are three really important questions to get us in the place of focusing on what we want, moving towards our desires. Once you know what the essence is, how you want to feel, now it's up to us to literally start to feel it, and we focus our energy on that. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, we're going to be taking a, a quick 90-second break in, in, in just a moment. And I do want to invite listeners, if you want to call in and ask Christy any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. And for those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions you'd like for me to post to Christy, feel free to post them there. Um, okay, let's try um, – let's do one more uh, before the break. Um, and that's uh, the principle of joyful expectancy. Um, yes. Boy, that's, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, so tell, tell us about that because, I mean, you know, that's, um, I don't know how many people live with joyful expectancy. And that's the point. Most people think they expect <laughs> the worst to happen, right? They, they don't joyfully expect. They're not connected to the future part of them that is already living what they're wanting to, what they desire. And they're not using the mental faculty that we have of focus and therefore the visualizations and being able to literally project into their future, seeing the film in their head, in their mind. It's like we're the projector. The light's going to flow through the projector. But what pictures we put into the film that we put into the projector is what's going to be put on the screen. So if we're looking at all the pictures in our minds, because we think in pictures, Right? If we put on these pictures mm-hmm. of all the worst things that can happen, then we're not joyfully expecting. We're expecting the worst to happen. But if we put in deliberately put in joyful expectations, pictures of us happy, fulfilled, you know, living with that particular desire, living in the house, having the business, whatever the desire may be, if we're focused on joyfully expecting it, we feel good in our now. You know, it, it makes the 
experience of the gap. There's always going to be a gap from where we are to where we want to be. And it's creating Mm -hmm. that joyful expectancy that helps us shorten the gap and make the gap fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because I'm I'm just thinking as you were talking, you know, whenever um, whenever I talk to most people about, you know, when you talk about upcoming things that are upcoming and people who – um, you know, particularly in the challenging time we've had over this last year, um, when it comes to expectancy, there there was, I mean, it, it just threw everything, you know, out, out the door. So, I mean, it, literally it was hard to know what to expect. Um, so, um, you know, in cases like that, um, would you suggest for people who um, maybe have a reoccurring worry, you know, or, or something where they, you know, um, have a, an expectation of a kind of a negative future, um, that they purposely create those mental, positive mental images just to insert and in, in when those times happen? Well, yes, that's part of it. And that's why we talk about in the okay. desire factor, the energy mastery, because you know, if you have an imprint of worry, that's a set point. And, you know, creating pictures in your mind is one thing, but we need to deal with and, and release the negative emotions. We need to release the set point of that energy that's worry. And that's working with the emotions, mm-hmm. you know. So because it goes beyond okay. the mental. Okay. So it, it's understanding they're, inter, they're, interconnect, <laughs> yeah. they're right. interconnected, right? The mental connects right. with the emotions. The emotions connect with the – and so most people try to go and try to create the affirmations and try to change the mindset when what we first we need to do is change the emotions, which then changes the thought process. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and, and I think that is the lack of addressing the emotional aspect, I think, is why – Many of the um, people who do, you know, like vis- don't have success with things like vision boards or, or just that um, positive uh, image placed on why sometimes it, it's not successful, you know, in, in the sense that because it's not addressing the cause um, or the root of uh, the issue. Exactly. Yeah. We need to, it's kind of like you have a garden. If you see weeds coming out of the garden, you're not going to take scissors and just cut it up at the top. You want to reach in and pull out the whole root or else the weed will keep growing. Oh, yeah, very much. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we're going to take our, our quick break. And, again, everyone, if you'd like to call in, the number is 619-789-4359. And then when we come back, um, Christy, we're going to go ahead and continue on uh, with uh, the next of the uh, seven principles. So, everybody, stay tuned. We'll Sounds right great. Back. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site, is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, 
iHeartRadio and tune in. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us. Again, today my special guest is Christy Whitman, and we have been talking about her new book, The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. And again, you can find out more by visiting her website at thedesirefactor.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Christy. Yes, awesome. So we were okay. we were on the principle. Yeah, we were on the joyful expectancy. So we're moving on to the principle of having, right? Absolutely, the principle of having. Um, boy, um, yeah. Tell us about being um, humbly having (laughs) about uh, the principle of having. Yes. So when what what happens with most people when they receive a desire, right, they want more money, they Mm -hmm. want a better job, whatever it may be, what they do is they realize that they don't currently have it. So people then focus on, most human beings then go, oh, well, I want a partner, but I don't have one. And then they start focusing on the fact that I'm lonely, and I don't like not having a partner, or I don't enjoy the job I'm at, or I don't like not liking the apartment I'm living or the house or whatever it may be. Our focus goes to what we don't have. And when we're focused in what we don't have, we're focused in lack. And we cannot create the fulfillment of what we want from a place of lack. And so in order to be a vibrational match to the desire, because we're talking about, you know, everything is energy and all energy carries a vibration. That vibration goes out into the universe and law of attraction then brings that person, situation, whatever it is, into our experience because it's a vibrational match. If we are in lack and we are noticing that we are absent of it, then we cannot attract it or it takes a very long time. But when we get into the feeling of already having it, then we're a vibrational match to it. So it's kind of like the concept of fake it till you make it, but we can't fake it till we make it unless we like feel it, right? So it's not about uh, taking action, right? Act, act as if, right? It's more feel yeah. as if. And that's why I think yeah. a lot of people mess up that concept. It's like People are taking action as if they already are. So maybe they go buy the suit or they go shopping or you know, they, they buy the house or they do these things. They're acting. They're taking action, doing a behavior. It's not act as if. It's feel as if. Because when you're clear, you know, now you've aligned yourself. You're focused on what you want. You're joyfully expecting this to happen. We know now how we're going to, we think we're going to feel in the having of it. But what most people have learned to do is, oh, when I get the job promotion, then I'll feel. Or when I get the partner, then I'll feel. And a lot of times we get to that thing, we get to that accomplishment, we get to desire, and then we go, huh, how come I'm not feeling it? Right? And so 
it's not an outside-in approach to life. It's an inside-out approach. It's meaning feeling it, embodying it. Now we're a magnet to it. Now we're attracting it to us in a much profound, connected way. And so the principle of having shortens that gap between you know, the time and, and between all the steps because you're now in abundance of, you're in the fulfillment of it, not the lack of it. Yeah. Now, um, I understand, you know, the idea of, of having the feeling and embracing the feeling and, the, you know, and the emotions connected with achieving a desire or, or obtaining a desire, whatever that may be. Um, and you, you kind of briefly talked to that. It was kind of like the fake it till you make it. One of the things that um, I struggle with uh, sometimes when when it comes to the idea of of having it of, of um, um, experiencing the having of it without having it. So I, and let me kind of just go. Uh, and I the way that I tend to work it is is that this is what it will feel like when I have it. You know, or you. Know, Rather than trying to, I have it. You know, this is how I feel, and and then all of a sudden I come out of that meditation scene. I don't have it at this particular point in time. Does right. that does that make sense? Yeah, and, and of course you don't have it. You just felt it, right? You felt felt the feeling of it. Right. It's our attention to the fact that it's missing, and then when we notice that it's missing letting the momentum go with it's missing and it's up to us to go well, of course i don't have it it's on its way right i'm grateful it's on right. our, on its way to me and it's shifting once again it's going literally back to the steps of alignment focusing on the fact that you don't want to focus on the fact you don't have it you want to focus on the fact that it's in the process right you're coming right. into the place of expecting it to come Right, It's just a matter of time. It's my desire. I already have a relationship with my desire. So it's just a matter of time until it comes into, into my experience. And it, it's in those moments where we have to, when we notice that it isn't here yet or that something hasn't changed mm-hmm. yet or that, you know, that we need to focus back on what we do want and the feeling place of having it. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, because, uh, you know, that that's the one thing I think that um, – sometimes kind of um, prevents some folks from moving forward with with feeling that future event or state of being, you know, is, is the fact that yeah. it, it's not there right now. And, um, and you know, and the, the subconscious is a, <laughs> a very strong force there. You know, it's like, what the heck do you mean? What do you, you have it? You don't have it. Um, so, um but it, but it's again, if, if you go from the point the standpoint of this is my desire that I'm focusing on achieving, having at a particular point in time, you know, then I think, you know, for me, I'm not, you know, I, I just think that the subconscious is very strong. For me, it's, it's one that, that would not create a conflict, you know, um, with my own little fighting, you know, subconscious. Right, exactly. It's well, you know, it, it's that's the that's the rub for most people. Is like, wait a minute, yeah. I feel as if I have it, but I don't have it. And so the the right. attention, the human experience is, if I could see it, taste it, touch it, you know, hold it, then then it's real. 
and it's and it's mm-hmm. really attaining the the feeling of wait it's real because I feel it right we we can't yeah. we can't feel love but it doesn't mean it's not real right we can't actually feel when we get that idea for a desire we can't touch it right it hasn't manifested yet but we could feel it and we know right. it's real so it's focusing on you know a different kind of sense right yeah yeah okay i just you know because these are some of the things that you know i have struggled with through the years when it comes to the manifestation but you know of, of desire and i just kind of wanted to get out there because there, i'm sure there are other people who feel the same way oh absolutely it's it's I would say the bit, one of the biggest obstacles with most people is like wait a minute you know I have to face reality, and yet if we continue to face reality of what's our the, all the things that we can see taste touch hear smell all that it's already manifested, right. and what came before that was all the thoughts and the feelings and all that that created what's already been manifested. So if we want to manifest right. what's not yet here we then have to tend to the vibration and the energy because energy creates the forms. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, now, the, the next principle, principle of loving. Um, talk about, uh, you know, you, you mentioned a couple of times fear, you know, as far as, um, you know, obstacles and, and things that can prevent um, us from achieving our desires. So let's talk a little bit about the, the love aspect. Yeah, so the principle of loving is really based on the fact that love, the vibration of love, that spiritual vibration of love, not the conditional, you know, person to person, I'll love you if, you know, if you would change, mm-hmm. then I'll be happy kind of love, that conditional love. It's based on the vibration of love where where we feel in love with someone, right, where it's like we have this just oh, appreciation for them, this gratitude, this higher level feeling and we need to feel that about our desires well before they come into fruition. It's like we need to love the feeling of it. We need to love the idea of it because love is the manifestation ray. Love is what connects us from human to divine. And love is, is really important. But this is a hard one for people to get, especially when you think about the concept of money, for example, if someone is desiring to become financially independent or they want more time and money freedom or they want to create a business with more clients or they just want to increase their financial you know, uh, experience, well, we, we have this thing called money. Long before you and I came into this existence, there, powers that be said there's this thing called money. It's a medium of exchange. But it's not so easy for humans because there's all this projection and all this meaning that we put on money. And at mm-hmm. the same time, you've got the Bible that has conditioned people that for the, it is the love of money that is the root of all evil. So now you find yourself in a split energy of I want more money and, I, and I, how, I'm supposed to love money when it tells me in the Bible I'm not supposed to love money because now I'm evil. So it's this thing of, wait a minute, if I love you know, this purse or this, this experience or this house, I'm being materialistic. Right, and I can't love something mm-hmm. that's material. So it's not so much the thing or the money, but it's what those things give you. So if you finally had financial independence, if you had the financial freedom, the time and money freedom, the you know successful business or whatever it may be, what's the feeling? Right, we've been talking about that. We're leading up to it because every single 
step, every principle leads to the next one, you've got the feeling of having it. What does that feel like? Oh, it feels like freedom. Love the freedom. It feels like security. Mm-hmm. Ooh, love the, love the experience of the security. Now you're a match to the money, to the things, to the people, to the circumstances, because you're in that vibration of loving the feeling of it. You're loving the experience. You're in that field of already having it, and now you're loving it, which just, I mean, absolutely exponentiates the feeling and, and, the, and the vibration of it. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, the love of the house may be just really the love of, for security and, and, and you know, stability. You know, the love of the purse. I don't know about that one. No. Um, <laughs> you might love the style, right? I mean, as a man, you, you know, probably want purses. But, yeah. but, but I guess it's, it's um, an expression of confidence, I would think, you know, maybe, maybe um, in self-assuredness uh, with that. <laughs> but uh, so um, now the, the sixth principle was surrender um and surrender uh surrender can be a hard thing to do um voluntarily sometimes people are forced to to surrender um you know some people have that dark night of the soul which kind of um, is the epitome of surrender um talk talk to us a little bit about um, how that principle plays into um the desire factor yeah, so and it's in the place that it's at because it's one of the last steps. It's important because surrender is very misunderstood. Some people think that it's a giving up, it's a losing, it's a, you know, it's a kind of abdicating. It's it's literally not what it is. Surrendering is any place within yourself where you're trying to figure out the how, the who, the what, you know, when you're in your mind spinning, because that's a lot of times what happens when we attach to something where our mind gets a hold of it and figure it needs to figure it out. And it's that stuff that we have to surrender. We have to surrender over to the divine counterpart that gave us that desire in the first place, because there's roles that we have in this co-creation and there's roles that the divine has. And, you know, one of those roles is that the divine has a bird's eye view of our life and it literally has so many different options and potential to provide us with what we're asking for, what we've been wanting and so if we think that it's just that particular person or just that particular job or that house or that whatever form it is, we need to surrender. It's this or something better. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, I give an example. Um, my parents are getting up in age, and so my parents don't want to live in like a you know retirement community, and they don't want to still have their house. So we thought of you know combining their house and our house and creating a, a house where they're on the property where they're in a guest house. Mm-hmm. And so we we found a great property, you know, and found a house, and we went to go put a um, a offer on the house. And while this is happening, you know, I'm doing all the steps, right? I'm aligning with it. I'm focusing on it. I'm joyfully expecting <laughs> it. I'm figuring out who's right. going to sleep in what room and, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> and having it, right. loving it. And um, what happened was when we went to go put the offer in, this house had been on the market for several months. Nobody made an offer. Right when we were putting in the offer, someone came in with a cash offer and it was accepted. So I had to feel the feelings of disappointment. That's part of the process. You know, feel the human emotions. Feel and release it. I had to surrender the disappointment. I had to feel the compassion 
for being a human and feeling that, you know, emotion of frustration or disappointment, whatever it was. And then I came back and said, okay, divine, I said this or something better. So I surrender this. I let go of the attachment to this particular house and I'll joyfully expect now I'm back to, you know, going through the motions again. I joyfully right. expect that something will be better. And so surrender comes with any place within ourselves where we feel any type of attachment or any type of negative emotion. That's where we need to surrender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, Lord, no, I, I mean, I have gone through so – I've been taught so many times uh, attachment to um, a particular outcome is just um, – it's just not fruitful, <laughs> you know. I mean, it, I mean it, not only is it, you know, that the chances. I mean, it's great when when it happens, you know, as as, yeah. as expected and planned, and you know, even joyfully expected. Um, but um, you know, when when it doesn't, you know, yeah, you really kind of just. I mean, I've had to learn to really just let go of things and and recognize that things are going to unfold the way they're going to unfold, the way that they're supposed right. to unfold, you know. And and if it's not that, and and I think. If you kind of can embrace that, then that disappointment aspect can be minimized. Yes, you can process the energy of disappointment because it's just energy. When you have the proper tools and you know how to do it, it becomes a very easy process because I I don't have any bad days anymore. I might have a moment that doesn't feel good like disappointment, but I'm able to release it very quickly and then return back into, you know, just be feeling excited, feeling joyful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's wonderful to be able to to rebound. Excuse <laughs> me, Esther. Yes. Things don't go, go as planned. And, and you, know, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, putting out there, if not this, then something better, you know, then, then you leave yourself open to recognizing that it, that particular thing may not happen, um, but you're also opened up to something better. So, I mean, it, it kind of is a, a, a dual inoculation, I guess, you know, from from disappointment. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, 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 the, and the last of the seven principles um, is the principle of action. Well, and, and this is obviously a very important and for obviously being last, too. Um, so tell us about... Um, how how that you know uh, how why it's so important? Well, it's important for a lot of reasons because it's that we're the human. So we're the human that needs to take the action. When you think about you know we are the container for the divine that moves through us, and so the divine needs us to take the action. And so whether we're talking about the interaction because all the first uh, processes that we talked about alignment focus, joyful expectancy, having, loving, surrender, those are all interactions. When when you are literally saying, okay, I surrender this over, you're taking an action as a human being. So those are interactions, but then there's the outer actions, like writing an email, getting on a phone call, you know, getting on a stage, driving somewhere. These are actions that need to be taken because the divine is, you know, that's our co-creative dance with the divine and so when once we've surrendered then the divine will give us the inspired action which is the first step to take and it's up to us to take that action with the fullness 
of who we are with our full talent, our full skill set, giving 100% to whatever we're doing in that moment, not just kind of half, you know, half doing it or calling it in or, you know, sort of doing it, but doing with the fullness. It's a difference between hard work and showing up in the fullness, taking that action, because when we do, the next action will be given to us. And it's an enfoldment, right? It's take this first step, and then after the first step, there's a second step. After the second step, you know, you're not given, this has been a quote, right? You're not given the whole staircase, you're given the first step. <laughs> right. Right? And do it. You know how many steps there were, you wouldn't start. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> very true. Uh-huh. Very, very true. So, yeah, it's, but, it's, but that, you know, action is important. Yeah, yeah, and, and it is you know a step-by-step um, process, and, and you know it is what distinguishes the the ooh from the you know just eh, you know you know kind of yeah. takes people to that to that next step. Um, now, what w- would you say for someone who maybe has had their desires? Um, tempered so much that sometimes they um, find it difficult to really focus on a desire. Yeah, because, you know, what's holding them down is disappointment. They don't want to be disappointed again. Mm -hmm. And and you have to be able to release the disappointment. It's just energy. It's emotions. And, you know, to not let your past be an indication of what your future is. Because each time you go through something, you become very different. You become wiser. You become aware of something that you weren't before. So if you look at the past situations as something that literally led you to this next now moment with the desire that you mm. have, you know, it, it, you grow. You expand instead of saying, oh, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore because I don't want to be disappointed. Because literally allowing yourself to not have desires is not allowing life to flow through you. Yeah, it's yeah. just being, it's you know, settled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, gosh, we're we're down to the end of the show, Christy. So, um, out of anything, is there anything maybe that you want to leave uh, the listeners with that maybe we didn't cover that that you would like to say? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, we're here to thrive and to feel good. We're here to literally create. I mean, the creator is literally breathing us, beating our hearts. We are creators. And, you know, when we allow ourselves to be creative, we feel good. We feel life flowing through us. We get excited. And sometimes people are nervous about being excited or being joyful or, you know, these things because in the past when we were feeling them, that's when, you know, we got bad news or something bad happened. But it's not the the joy and the abundance and the purpose and the passion and, and all of those good feelings that we need to suppress. It, we need to release the, the stuck emotions that keep them suppressed. And when we allow ourselves to flow with the desires and release what's holding us back, then we're really coming back into alignment with life. Yeah, yeah, that, that's very true. Um, it's a matter, matter of focus and what, you know, what we choose. Well, this has really been a delight, Christy. I really wanted to thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate having me on your show. And you can all go to thedesirefactor.com. We have lots of great bonuses um, to help you go deeper with this information that we weren't able to cover today. Great. Thank you. 
again, everyone. Today, my special guest has been Christy Whitman. We've been talking about her new book, The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. And again, like she said, go to her website, thedesirefactor.com, and find out about all of those bonuses that you can get there. So, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth Show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth Show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.